welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Eriksson, and I will be your host. Today's guest is Chase Windu. How are you, Chase? Yeah, there's no Chase Windu here. I don't have a guest because there's a lockdown because of this thing going around. This thing that my mom calls uh, Corona. Back of house, it's known as uh, Coronavirus. And that's where we're at. <clears throat> I don't have a guest. I'm not even wearing pants right now, if I'm being honest with you, but um, that's just the state of affairs right now. But this today's episode is dedicated to Chase Windu. Who is Chase Windu, you should ask, because I guarantee you that you don't know. How do I explain this? Like, where do I begin? It's, um, I play chess on the internet, on chess.com. Swedish science, that's my handle. And uh, I like to play 10-minute blitz games against random players. And this one time I got paired up with a user named Chase Windu. And we only ever played one game. And usually in a 10-minute blitz game, you don't talk a whole lot. Because there's no time. It's a blitz game. But we were talking a little bit. We talked about the corona. There was like a, hey, bro, stay safe kind of deal. And then he was saying how he'd listen to some podcasts about it. And this is like a month ago. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm starting a podcast. So you should listen to it. Now, I mean, it didn't feel good saying that. It felt bad because it's shameless self-promotion, you know. I felt like a whore. But I did it. I put it out there. At the end of the game, he was like, yeah, yeah, listen to it right now. And then two weeks later, or two weeks ago, I got a message on chess.com. Let me read you the message. Hello, Swede. I really enjoyed all three episodes of your podcast. Never did it occur to me that its content was literally about sparkling water. I do have a few takeaway questions. By far, the front runner is, do you really have a mullet? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Four question marks. So, I mean, let's settle that first. That, yeah, I do have a mullet. And, I mean, look, if you're in lockdown right now, I mean, dude, a mullet is... It's like you've been preparing for this moment because if you're trying to have one of them tidy haircuts and you're in lockdown and thing, things start to get wild, I mean, it's not going to work for you. But... When you have a mullet, it's like, anyway. Um, it's a very specific feeling. Because what I'm talking about here is that Chase Windu is the first guy who listened. This was before I put it anywhere. I mean, no, he's not literally the first guy who listened. Because when you put something down, the first person to pick it up is always going to be your mom. You walk down the street and you put something down, your mom's going to pick it up. As long as you've got a mom, your mom's picking that stuff up. Because that's how moms like to do it. And then, you know, my lawyer listened to it. My doctor listened to it. But that's all out of a sense of friendship and obligation. It's different. There's a very specific feeling with that first person who has no obligation towards you. That first person who is unconnected to you, when that person picks up what you're putting down, 
it's like this pure third party viewpoint such a unique feeling and it's it's a good feeling and i know that for the rest of my life i'll never forget chase windu because i mean now the podcast is a big deal but a month ago when i sent him when i just told him hey it's called this week in sparkling water available wherever you listen to podcasts it was nothing you know and um he listened and and i mean and i know that i'll remember him for the rest of my life because i've had this feeling before like um several times when i um like when i started the m joachim erickson center for american decline I mean, today people, it's like, it's this big deal. You know, there's all these people working there. It's like this whole media thing. And, and, um, but when I started it, it was just a blog. Like it was just me doing a WordPress, writing blog posts alone in my room, pressing publish, you know, like just me. And then I remember the first time I felt like there was a person that didn't have any obligation towards me who picked it up. And I remember it was like this, my friend of a friend, David, I might bring him on the pod one day, but I was over at his house and cause you know, I, we started doing merch over there and we started doing these coffee mugs that said M. Joachim Erickson center for American decline on the side. And, and, um, my mom bought one, you know, my doctor bought one, my lawyer bought one. And that was all, you know, friendship, obligation. But then I'm over at David's house and he's sipping from this cup. And it's my cup. And I just felt like, wow, he's the first guy to pick it up after I put it down. The first guy who's just no connection to me. It's And then this other time, even longer ago, that was like five years ago. This one time, like 10 years ago. Might have been more than 10 years ago. Might have been like 12 years ago. I was like, I'm living in Shanghai and I am working for Human International, which is the parent company of a bunch of companies, but mainly we did hard liquor. Baijiu. Our main brand of Baijiu was Jinhui, Golden Helmet. Uh, out in West China, the factory was out in Gansu province, in the borderlands between Gansu and Shanxi province, out in the middle of nowhere. But so I'm working in the Shanghai head office and and my workload is real uneven, where like sometimes we're traveling and I have to like travel and be on and work until late night and hang out with these people and like just kind of like do what people say until late into the night. But other times I'm just sort of expected to show up at the office at 9 a.m. And I don't really have a whole lot to do. I just have a desk. There's almost no one else on my floor. I have a computer. I get tiny little tasks. Like it's my job to write something every day about hard liquor and put it on our English language website. And that's it. And I can do that in about 10 minutes. And then the whole rest of the day, it's just like me trying to entertain myself. So I started this thing that I called the Sheets on Creativity Camp. And it was just pieces of, it was little homeworks. It was little things of homework that I would send out every five days or something. And I just sort of made it up. The first homework was pick a camp name. It has to be plant related. And then I signed it, your camp leader 
Cherry Blossom, because that's the name I gave myself at the camp. And then I sent that email to every email address I had. Like I just had a couple of email lists from different companies that I'd worked for and stuff hanging around on my computer. So I just sent it out to like 500 email addresses. And this was a little bit before the spam filters really stopped everything like that. Like this is before MailChimp, because now everything is real fancy. So I sent it out and people responded with camp names. And then I sent out another homework, you know? Write a poem about your dad. Describe the worst thing that ever happened to you, you know? Um, fill in this comic strip template with a dialogue. Uh, draw your own comic strip template, you know? Homework, homework, homework. And people are sending me things, and it's mostly my friends, and I think it's mostly because they were also bored. They also had office jobs. That was also in China. That also wasn't demanding, where they also had a lot of time to to kill where we're having like documents open on your computer looks real good in an office and and like who knows if it's a haiku about uh, some shit that some swede is telling you to do but then i remember uh homework number 10 or something assignment 10 was i did this um google maps contest where i found a tiny island like um the island was maybe 50 meters long i think it was off the coast of bulgaria maybe in the dead sea black sea whatever it's called and it had a the island had a very peculiar shape and then i sent everyone a picture of this island and i was just like you got to find this island on google maps and I included some really confusing hints. Like, if you triangulate the longest river like this, with the biggest something like this, it's equidistant from this and this, and it was like, there was some hints. I told everyone that whoever tells me the name of this island first gets a trophy with their name on it. Because I had found this block in Shanghai where every store was a trophy store. In China, they like to cluster stores like that. So this was like a couple of blocks where every store was either hairdresser supplies or trophies. And you could get like a glass, nice looking glass trophy. And you could have a name etched in there, custom made for like, you know, 10 bucks. And I did it up nice. It was a nice looking trophy. And then I send out this assignment and my guy Brees... People sent me the wrong answer a bunch of times. And then my guy, Brees, sent me the right answer. And then like five minutes later, this guy, Matt, who's the boyfriend of my, who was the boyfriend at the time of my friend, Xuan, sent me the right answer. Five minutes too late. And then here's the deal. This is the point of the story. Later, she told me that he was really pissed off that he didn't get the trophy. And that was the first time I felt like, whoa, he's not taking this creativity camp seriously because he's my friend, because I don't know that guy. He is just some boyfriend of Xuan right now who fucking doesn't even like me because he knows that before he got with Xuan, I was making out with Xuan, so if anything, he dislikes me. But he's still taking my creativity camp serious as fuck. And that was the first time I felt like, whoa. Same feeling, you know? He was the Chase Windu. Matt. <laughs>
fucking Matt. Yeah, she she broke up with Matt later on. Took a while, though. What else is going on? Yesterday I had a social media relapse. I haven't been on... I deactivated all my Facebook accounts two years ago, and I've been real good, and I haven't been back on there. Because, you know, I got that. I got that alcoholic mind, you know? Like, I can turn anything into alcoholism, you know? You, you install a little phone game on my phone, and... I'll ruin my life with that thing. Like, there was this one game, Egg Inc., Egg Incorporated. That's the name of the phone game. The phone game is just at the bottom of the screen, there's a red button, and you hold the button, and chickens run out of a hatchery and run into a coop, and then all your numbers start ticking up. Like, you have more chickens now. They're hatching more eggs. You need more hatcheries, and you can buy little buildings, but mostly you just hold down the red button, and that's the whole game. Dude, my alcoholic mind clicked into that game so perfectly. It just dovetailed with my brain chemistry perfectly that I played that game until it ruined my life. I mean, it's the craziest, like, non-game. It's not even a game. It's just you hold down a red button. But somehow, that just worked for me. And it turned into an addiction issue where I, well, I had to uninstall that game is what I had to do. But, but Facebook is the same, you know? Like, I'll, I'll scroll down that feed until you got to put me in rehab, you know? I'll do that forever. I'll scroll that feed until my arm falls off. And literally until my head falls off. Because that's the main thing. When, you're, when you get addicted to something on your phone, man, your neck starts to hurt so bad. Like, when you're constantly staring down at your phone, you're staring straight down. It's terrible. But yesterday I uh, had a relapse and I... Logged into Facebook. Ugh. It's because of the corona that I did at. Because the corona is, you know, it's making everything hard, you know. These are relapse days, you know. People are just relapsing right and left. It's tough. It's a dark period. I was talking to my other friend. I'm not going to say her name right now. Because she was telling me about marital problems during the lockdown. And it's like, yeah. Like, looking back on this period, looking at the statistics of it all, I'm telling you, man, divorce rates are going to go crazy right now. Suicide rates, crazy. Relapse, anyone with addiction issues, there's no way. There's no way to stay on track. You can't do it. So I was on Facebook yesterday, and you know what I do? I I go on my ex-wife's Facebook page. (laughs) And I'm looking... Just to see what she's doing, you know, because she's still got to tries to control my mind from afar. The dark arts, you know, because that lady is the dark arts, I tell you. Our marriage was the dark arts. And I went on there and, you know, luckily there was just nothing on there. The last thing on her Facebook feed was a picture I put up that she was tagged in from years ago. So, I don't know if that lady's on social media, but she's not on Facebook, so that made it easier to make that a kind of short period thing, and then I deactivated all my Facebook accounts again, and now I'm back, you know, 24 hours sober from Facebook. I don't know. So, maybe we should do the sparkling water. Today, we're doing aha. Up until this point, it's not like sparkling water's been artisanal, and it's not like it's been made by tiny companies, but it has felt a little bit unpolished. And many of these flavors weren't so good, 
and the graphic design and all the ads and everything. I mean, some of it, it just felt shitty. And then you have things like LaCroix and Bubbly, and it's like more polished and it's corporate and everything. But Coca-Cola just is its own thing, though, where, I mean, they have a good product. Coca-Cola itself, just Coca-Cola Classic, is, it's just the ultimate flavor. And you, you bring it to a people that have never had it before, and they always react the same way. They always love it, you know? Because it's Coca-Cola, it tastes amazing. And then when they wander into sparkling water, I mean, yeah, it's it's good. They look, the cans look good, and the flavors, it's things that, the, the, the whole thing here is that this is not going to be anyone's favorite sparkling water, but it's a sparkling water that's going to be real good to everyone, basically. So you got three flavors today. Blueberry pomegranate. You know, that's the stuff that people love. People love blueberry. People love pomegranate. Next one, orange plus grapefruit. It's like you're cornering every single thing here. And then something new, something I've never seen in a sparkling water before. Green tea plus citrus. Check it out. This one is caffeinated and with electrolytes. 30 milligrams of caffeine. Caffeine, like less than half a cup of coffee. Just like that little pep in your step that's not going to mess you up, where you can drink several cans. Max tells us that a cup of coffee is 85 milligrams, and this is only 30 milligrams of uh, caffeine in, in one can. So, All right, so we're going to start with the blueberry pomegranate. This is so lonely. Oh, this is... You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that Nas song, Drunk by Myself. You guys know that song? I'm drunk by myself, gun under my seat. I don't know none of my peeps, call them none of my beef. Steering wheel in my hand, trying to hold it steady. You know? You guys know that song? Drunk by myself. Yeah, anyway. Blueberry pomegranate. Oh my god. As if this situation wasn't sad enough, I'm looking down into this glass and there's like a piece of seaweed stuck in the inside of the glass. Like, didn't even find a clean glass. Oh, hashtag Corona. Okay, let's smell it. Yep, that smells fake. That smells like if the Coca-Cola company made a blueberry pomegranate beverage. It smells like blueberry-flavored um, QQ tongue, that jelly candy in China, where you can get, yeah, just the reddish, dark red-flavored jelly candy is what it smells like. I mean, it's not bad. It doesn't, I mean, it does have a little, it smells 10% real and 90% fake. Oh my God. As always, I'm thirsty. I'm just always thirsty, you know? Which is why it's good with a little bit of sparkling water. That one feels exactly like what I was expecting in terms of, um, that's not going to be anyone's favorite, but that's pretty good to anyone. A little bit of a hint of a blueberry candy. And I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Let's move on to the next one. Orange plus grapefruit. I'm checking to make sure it's not caffeinated because, you know, the tricky thing about the caffeination is that the green tea, like, it didn't even say very big on there that it was caffeinated. So, spoiler, I've had that one before, and first time I had it, I actually only drank, like, four cans before I realized that it was caffeinated. So maybe work on that, Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, that sounds like grapefruit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's grapefruit. Smell it. Wow. Yeah. 
It is. It's like um, Tangerine uh, LaCroix has that extremely real um, tangerine zest, tangerine peel quality to it. This is a merger of orange zest and grapefruit zest, and it's like very authentic smelling. Oh my god. I want to dislike it, but it's so good. It's like they took the Pompamousse LaCroix grapefruit and just made it a little bit better by putting a little bit of orange in there and giving it, giving it a little bit more flavor, a little bit more body. Pretty sharp carbonation. Oh, that's a good one. Nine out of ten. Oh, I'm really hate loving these. All right, next one. Citrus plus green tea. I love how it on all of these it says naturally flavored plus other natural flavors. That doesn't sound good, which means that a lawyer came up with it because it still made it on the can. And who knows why the lawyer felt like you had to put that on there. Naturally flavored plus other natural flavors. The truth behind why that has to be on the can fascinates me. Why? What do you do to this water? That makes it so important to not open yourself up to litigation. It sounds so stupid. Anyway. Yep. Uh, it sounds like when you pour sparkling water into a glass. I don't know, man. I don't think my antidepressants are working today. <sighs> yeah, it's delicious. It's so good. They found something there. They found something new. Because I am not actually a huge green tea flavor guy. I love green tea as a beverage in its original form. But all this matcha, mocha, literally means powder tea. When you take green tea and you turn it into a powder and you put it in ice cream, you put it in whatever, you put it in candy, chocolate bar with green tea powder in it. Get out of here, man. I don't like that stuff. I don't like any of those things. But this... I don't know. We're back in beverage form, and it's good, man. It's good. Green tea and citrus. So there you go. Wherever you are in the world, I'm sure Coca-Cola is going to roll up on you with sparkling water any day now. I'm sure this is a global rollout because um, no one's drinking soda anymore, you know? So, um, yeah, green tea. I mean, 9 out of 10. Green tea, citrus, caffeine, a little bit of caffeine in there. Incredible. Uh, what else is going on? I'm going to do a PSA. I'm going to say something that... Okay, we're going back to the coronavirus. There was a thing that I didn't understand until yesterday when I saw a video on the Swedish public television website. The title of the video was, What's better, hand sanitizer or soap? And spoiler alert, the answer is they both work. But the video really goes into detail of what is going on when you wash your hands. There are two types of viruses. Some viruses have shells, some viruses don't. SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, it's one of these virus with, uh, viruses with a shell. Yeah, in English it's called a, a lipoprotein envelope or a simple protein shell. So what it is that you're doing when you're washing your hands with soap is that you are dissolving the shell you're not washing the virus off of your hands so that it goes down the drain. But if you wash your hands with soap for 20 seconds, then during those 20 seconds, the shell of the virus will be, <laughs> the virus will be deactivated. Okay, a little PSA, you know, here on the Sparkling Water Podcast. 
And then hand sanitizer, same thing. You have to rub the hand sanitizer in for 20 seconds. Otherwise, it doesn't do anything. You know, there you go. Okay, and then also, I don't want this podcast to be one of those podcasts where we read news articles out loud into the microphone and, like, talk about the news. That's not the point of this podcast. But now I'm going to disregard that and do that anyway because I read an article and I just... I can't get over this article. This is an article from the Los Angeles Times, but it's about a story that happened right in our backyard. It's about a story from Skagit County. Uh, Now, for people who don't live in Washington, what you have to know about Skagit County is that that place is wholesome. It's like nature. It's all old white ladies doing little handcrafts, just crafts, just knitting not even knitting. Knitting is too mainstream. All the other crafts, you know? What we in Swedish call macrame. Who knows what that's called in English? And so what do they do in Skagit County? Well, exactly what you would expect them to do. They sing in choirs. So this is a story about a choir. And it's not all old people. It's a mix. There's some 30-year-olds in the mix. There's some 80-year-olds in the mix. Isn't that wholesome? You have this like 30-year-olds and 80-year-olds and everyone in between hanging out singing in a choir. And then on March 6th, there's already this corona thing going around. They have a choir practice coming up. Only half of them show up. And they all take hella precautions. They don't hug. They don't shake hands. This old lady, she decides to curtsy as a goodbye instead of uh, hugging everyone like she normally does. Okay? So everyone is taking hella precautions and... They are spaced out in this huge space, and they're all six feet away from each other. uh, 60 people, and they're all spaced out, and they spend two hours singing together. And then at 9 p.m., they part ways. And here's the thing. No one was showing symptoms when choir practice happened, beginning of March. And then three weeks later, 45 of them had been diagnosed with COVID-19, and two of them were dead. And three more were hospitalized. How terrifying is that? <laughs> and here's the craziest part. I'm going to read you this one paragraph. This is the part that really stuck with me, where it's like, what? Lindsay Marr, an environmental engineer at Virginia Tech and an expert on airborne transmission of viruses, said some people happen to be especially good at exhaling fine materials, producing 1,000 times more than others. 1,000 times more than others. Meaning that... Isn't that just fascinating, first of all, that we have that big of a spread in people? Like some people are real soft talking. No viruses leave their mouths when they talk because they talk so quietly. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have these like, these colors don't run true Americans who are just so loud that 1,000 times more materials are floating around in the air after they talk. I don't know if you know this show, uh, 90 Days to Wed. But that show has some Mormons on it. And man, these people, they're so soft-talking. Nothing bad about Mormons, because Mormons are great, right? Everyone loves Mormons. They're all talking about how they're saving themselves from marriage, and they all talk about it like this. And I promise you that that's, that's on one end of that spectrum of how much you, how many airborne materials that you expel. 90 Days to Wed. You know, actually, that show isn't called 90 Days to Wed. It's my mom's favorite show. And in Sweden, it's called 90 Days to Wed. But in America, it's called 90 Day Fiancé. 
because in Sweden we like to take American shows and, and movies and rename them and give them a new name in English. <laughs> so good. Fucking Swedes. So like, um, the first one that comes to mind is how the movie Miss Congeniality in Swedish, it's called Miss Secret Agent because uh, congeniality is too difficult of a word. I mean, that one is pretty self-explanatory. The movie Scarface in Swedish is called Gossen i Botten, Tony Montana. Pedal to the metal, Tony Montana. It's not really English, but it's just, I love that title. Yeah, anyway, maybe that's it for today. Maybe we'll make it a short episode. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands for 20 seconds so that the shell of the virus is compromised. Thank you for listening to This Week in Sparkling Water. That was our review of three flavors from AHA. Green tea, something else, maybe melon, I can't remember. But that brings us to our closing segment, Sparkling Water, Sparkling Mind. For today's session, keep your eyes open and um, make your gaze very wide. And don't focus on anything in particular. Just notice how your entire visual field is color and light and shadow. And take it all in. And then take a few deep breaths. And then imagine that you are inhaling your entire visual field and the outside world. And do this for a few deep breaths. Imagine that you're bringing the outside into yourself. And then exhale and try to exhale yourself into the world. Exhale your sense of self and your sense of ego and identity and self-knowledge. Exhale out that feeling that you're looking out at the world from behind your face. Why did the washing machine just start itself? Jesus.